0: Hello and welcome back to my podcast. It has been an extremely long time again, and I'm sorry about that, um, but welcome back and welcome back to me also. The last time that I did a podcast, I talked about doing things, so um, I have been doing things. I have not been doing podcast things, but I have been doing a lot of other things and I would like to share some of it. Um, first, I'm going to give the usual disclaimer that nothing in my podcast should be taken as halachic guidance or mental health guidance. If you need questions answered about specific things or to clarify something that I say, please take those questions to the right people. I don't want to steer anybody the wrong way. The only things that I could share are what's From my heart, what is from, you know, my own experience. So a lot has happened since the last time that I did a podcast. I have a lot of things stored up, you know, podcasts that I want to do. But I think that this one, I want to give a little bit of an overview of what's been going on. And I actually did not write any kind of a script for this. So I'm just going to free talk it, um, which is very new to me. I don't usually do that ever. So I guess I'll record this and then if it sounds really bad, I'll delete it. Um, But if you're hearing it, then I guess I decided to go for it. Okay. So for starters, I'm in Israel now. We made Aliyah. Um, so me, my husband and our three kids, we made Aliyah in two and a half months ago. So life has been really, 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 really busy. And I also was very sick over the past year. I had a lot of physical health problems and mental health problems and actually spent three weeks in the hospital right after getting to Israel. That's a very long story for a different time, but I was suffering very, very badly, and I hope that this coming year will be better and more hopeful and much more revealed bracha in a way that feels like bracha, even though so many good things came from this past year. They came in a really painful way, and if that was the case for you also, then I give you a bracha also that everything should be, revealed good, and all Litova, and ways that feel Litova, Um, because there were times this year that I just did not know how to keep going another day, another day, another day. It's a lot, and it's, you know, it's a lot to make alia, and it's a lot to have bipolar, and it's a lot to get other diagnoses that I got this year that were very difficult. You know, I keep going, and keep trying, and keep dabbing because all the hisshadlis in the world, it's great, but I've definitely seen in my own life that Hashem is the only one who controls the outcome of anything. So I am just doubting that my hashtadla should amount to something because a lot of times it doesn't feel like it's going to. Okay. So that was thing one. Also, there's just been with the pandemic and with the pandemic ending and Me realizing what a total hermit I would be if the pandemic just dragged on and on and on and we weren't allowed to leave our houses, I would just be like, okay, cool, I'm just never leaving my house. Now I have to overcome that. Last time in the podcast about doing things, I I did do things last year. I wrote a few books, not totally to completion yet, One of them is almost done. It's a novel, and one of them is extremely close to my heart. So I'm going to share something extremely personal that I don't know if I'm going to end up keeping this in the final version of the podcast or not, but let's find out. So I had a lot of struggles before Aliya. And one of the things that I did is I took myself for a thorough evaluation, medically and psychiatrically. Um, I had been recently diagnosed with a genetic condition that it turns out that one of my children has, and he inherited it from me. So a lot of the things that were... You know these fluky one in a million. Why is this keep happening to me? Kind of questions. It makes more sense now. So that's been actually really wonderful because it informs my medical care better, and I've been able to get answers about things that I've struggled with for a lot, a lot of years. Um, I mean, even even things as little as like why can't I control certain muscles in my fingers or. Hands is like, it's very common with people who have, it's called 22Q. So I have 22Q. The specific form I have also happens to have a 50% incidence of autism, which I was also diagnosed with. And it turns out people kind of knew about this when I was a kid also, but I didn't. So it was actually one of the most amazing experiences of my life, I'll be honest, because you know the muscle about the backwards tapestry and how... From the back, it looks all just like loose strings, and they're everywhere, and it doesn't make any sense. But if you would turn the tapestry around, you would see the beautiful picture. So finding out that I'm autistic, it was like seeing the front of my tapestry for the first time. And all these things that I used to be so ashamed of from when I was a kid and a teenager, and I just did not have a clue, like legitimately did not have a clue. But I wasn't being bad on purpose. I wasn't trying to make trouble. I just didn't get it. You know, a lot of women tend to, you know, they say, get with the program socially as they get older. And Baruch Hashem, that was the case for me. But there were a lot of years that it was really hard. And the truth is, it's still really hard. Just because I learned to fake it better, as they call it, masking, I can mask it better, doesn't mean that those tendencies go away. But I think the best thing that came from it is I finally stopped looking at myself as there's something wrong with me. It finally was like, okay, I'm just I'm you know different operating system. I saw that uh, in like a little like online meme once. Okay, like, it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. And it, it, for the first time in my life, I'm able to identify triggers that set me off. You know the. Bipolar is just very it's a very chemical thing. The triggers for bipolar are lack of sleep and caffeine and one time I had a breathing issue and I had to take an albuterol inhaler and that was no good, you know, I'm finally able to look at myself I think a little bit kinder and especially in my younger years when things looked from the outside like a total mess. And felt on the inside also like a total mess. But there was a lot of goodness in it too. And I think I want to do a podcast about that at some point, but not today. I was also diagnosed with epilepsy this year. And put on a medication that led to something horrible called rhabdomyolysis. Which is breakdown of skeletal muscle and acute kidney failure. Baruch Hashem, I survived that. And my kidneys rebounded so I'm doing okay and that was all in the weeks and months leading up Talia so there's been a lot going on and throughout all of it I have been very discouraged and increasingly more and more and more discouraged because I feel like every single time that I think I'm getting somewhere I just fall flat on my face and that's a really hard thing to have to face to look at it and say, you know, I tried this, it didn't work. I tried this, it didn't work. I tried this, it didn't work. And for a long time, I didn't feel comfortable talking about it to anybody. I didn't feel comfortable sharing how much of a failure I felt like, and that despite everything that I was doing, it just felt like things were not working. So, I made Aliyah with a whole host of medical issues. It was complicated, and I got to Israel, and I still kept trying to hold it together, and it took about a week until Baruch Hashem, I had good friends who convinced me that it was probably better to go to a hospital. And on Tisha B'av, I realized that if I wanted to live to see the Geula, it was probably time to go to the hospital, so I called a friend, and she took me... I was there for three weeks. I will say this, and I don't say it lightly, that was probably the lowest moment of my entire life, emotionally. I have not felt that degree of hopelessness ever. And I hope it never, ever, ever happens again. Obviously, there's more to the story than I'm going to share in a podcast, but it was really hard. And one of the things that kept me going is I had this spiral notepad next to my bed, and I started making notes for this book that I wanted to write. One of the things that was finally diagnosed properly, for lack of a better word, was I've had this fascination with chuva my whole life. It goes back earlier than my earliest memories. And I talked about it a little bit and with all I am, but there's something that I feel like I have to do with it. It's always kind of been this lightning rod of thought. It's like this this security blanket of thought that everything else revolves around that. And sometimes there's other interests that will tag alongside of it, but that is the main fabric that I'm woven out of. I've had therapists in the past try to say, oh, it's because of trauma or it's because of, you know, some kind of obsessive thinking or it's some kind of, you know, like an addictive process or something. I don't know. But none of it really ever rang true until the psychiatrist who diagnosed me with autism framed it as an autistic special interest and taught me what that was about. That sometimes it's just something that it really is part of you. Because I told those therapists over the years that I can't kill this off without killing off myself. Like, this is me. And now there's this book that I'm going to write, Blinader, because definitely Blinader. And the book is about vidui, But specifically, it's about a gentle pathway to vidui, And I'm writing it for people like me who maybe need a gentler approach to some of these things. I used to not think that I did, but it turns out that I do. The older I get and the more failures are behind me and the more things that I try to achieve that either don't happen or get downsized, I definitely feel like I need more of a loving, gentle approach to introspection and taking stock of myself and my deeds and my accomplishments and failures and my relationship with Hashem and with other people. And so I think that Hashem gave me this special interest for a reason, and I'm going to use it the best way that I can. And when I was in the hospital, I took notes. and I took many, 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 many notes. This really could be a book, and I'm looking at it like, I really need to do this. And it's the sort of thing that, yeah, it kept me going when I was in the hospital. But I think it's going to keep me going further than that. Because right now life is really hard. I just made Aliyah. I'm in a new country. I'm having anxiety like I've never had before in my life. And I want to find ways to keep doing things. Thank God for the internet and thank God for teleconferences and phone calls and the ability to collaborate with people long distance because it's hard for me right now to even leave my house. So that is the honest truth of where I am holding. I'm working on music also. I'm working on writing. I'm just kind of throwing a million seeds into the sky, trying to plant as many of them as I can, see what comes of it. But I don't really know what's going to happen. And I actually re-listened to my own podcast on doing things before I started this one. And you know what? This is probably really disorganized, but maybe that's okay. Maybe that's just a foot back into the door of welcoming myself back to the podcast. And maybe if scripting things out perfectly is too hard, maybe I should just try to wing it for a while. Even if it's just a sincere ramble, maybe it'll still come to something. So that is my sincere ramble of the day. And I have no idea when the next time I'm gonna do a podcast is, but I know that people are listening because I see my analytics page and I'm shocked that people are actually listening to this podcast. I'm very, very thankful for that. and I don't take it for granted. I think that it's amazing that there's people out there who relate to the same kinds of things that I do. And my email is at the bottom of my bio on the website. So I hope that you will say hi if you relate to this. Um, In case you're listening on a platform that doesn't have my bio, I'll just end with it. You could say hi at Schulman at gmail.com. That's N-A-O-M-I-L-E-A-H. S-H-U-L-M-A-N at gmail.com. And I'm serious, if you say hi, that would be awesome. That's all that I have for today. I hope that you're having a really good day, and I'll see you next time.